All right, ladies and germs, welcome to the latest week of the Check Your Six podcast with me, your host, Warlock Recall, and co-host, friend, and father-to-be, Syntax. Welcome to the club and welcome to the podcast again. Thank you, thank you. That's a bit of a life life changer right there. <laughs> it is. It's a very, very big life changer. Well, congratulations again, and I'm sure you'll find plenty of support from your collegiate buddies who will be no doubt cheering for you on that front. Uh, yeah, and that's that's exciting, exciting news. So I'm very happy for you and your you. wife to be, and just ah, uh, it takes me back when I've had my eldest announced to me. I started like I kind of freaked out, and I went on like an hour and a half long just binge workout and i i just got like my shirt was just drenched and i wore like probably my hardest workout that i had done post college and i was just terrified and happy at the same time it was a great memory uh homie migs welcome back to the podcast thanks again for joining us we've got some great topics to discuss starting off with mississippi state university dominating the Rainbow Six round in the third annual eSports Egg Bowl over Ole Miss 2-0. So the call that I made and the call that we saw in the stats based off of the Gulf Coast standings was absolutely correct. MSU took that round. So congrats to MSU for winning the round, but then also winning the whole darn thing. And I believe it was done even before the eighth and ninth matches were even played. So not not quite dominant but in convincing manner so that's a huge shout out to them but we're going to be rolling right along we've been practicing our production values here and so we've got an agenda and we're still starting late but we are getting better so let's go into face it now face it is kind of this weird state it's a they're treating it like a preseason it doesn't have all of the all the bells and whistles hooked up like they the website still doesn't track match history which is a huge huge problem when you have 26 groups of five teams battling it out and with the record tracking being a little weird about how many games have been played but then there's a fifth week bye week just for ease of scheduling i'm, I'm supposing but so the way that these groups have broken down it still doesn't convince me that it's the most competitive format but it is an easy way for them to have started their preseason and hopefully move into a seeded uh, tournament in the spring. So I'm going to read through a lot of these matches and some of these groups as they seem more competitive or as they seem like there's something else to say about them, but otherwise we'll breeze through some of the top teams in these leagues. So in Group A, we have Auburn Varsity sitting 4-0. No one else of real consequence in that group. Uh, pretty much makes sense that Auburn would be there at 4-0. Group B is quite a bit more competitive. Uh, Illinois State, 4-0. Iowa State, 3-1. UTSA, 2-1 at the moment, but they have another game to play, which could easily put them up to 3-1 and and tied with Iowa State. So, But the main thing from this group is that it's exciting to see Illinois and Iowa starting to make a name for themselves. They've been consistently competitive, mm -hmm. but in this format where it's a group of five, if, if the group standings were to make a difference who were going into the playoffs in the preseason, it would 
be highlighting that they are the competitors to beat in that group. Y'all play Tuesday. There you go. Um, and so Iowa and Illinois making names for themselves, which is great. And this league format definitely highlights that opportunity. And UTSA seems out of place in this group. Uh, so it's it's weird that they're there, but at the same time, geographically, it seems like that's how it's fallen out, given how many Texan schools there are. So makes sense. But that's a competitive league right there. That's a good group to be looking out for. Uh, Homie Miggs calling out that they lost to Illinois uh, in map three, seven, uh, round 15, 3v3 in the last 15 seconds. Oh, what a heartbreaker. You should send in a clip, uh, and I'm uh, happy to retweet that out and at least show that it was a very competitive map. And hearing that it's that competitive, that Iowa State and Illinois State could have had reversed 4-0-3-1 records just determined in the last 15 seconds of the very last round, that's pretty exciting. Uh, were you guys uh, were you guys on attack or defense for that last round? And what map? Uh, while we wait for that, I'm going to jump into the next group. Group C, UNC Charlotte. I'm excited to see them on the top at four and zero. They've had they struggled a little bit last season, kind of fell off, but it seems like they're hitting a groove now that's consistent with their with their group. So uh, UC San Diego and Cincinnati Red teams that have been around and they've been kind of middle of the pack up and down probably falling into the open league and open playoffs regularly but uh here they are three and one in this league so another competitive group right there and homie migs actually just updated us they were on attack on cafe syntax how does that read to you uh that makes sense because a lot of times whenever I see people attacking on cafe, attacks on cafe are generally really slow. Just from what I've seen. I'm not, I'm not calling you guys slow. I just it's just a, a general all around that I've seen. It's just people are slow on attack on cafe because it's it's pretty hard to it's pretty hard to enter cafe because it's it's a pretty defender sided map. Um, and also with all the utility as well that you gotta clear out. And if you guys aren't extremely well coordinated um, with clearing out utility, which should be, you know, your first priority, then, you know, it's going to take a while. And obviously the, then the, the 22nd meta comes in. Right. So, I mean, it's, it's not surprising and that's unfortunate. Yep. Uh, moving on group D is actually kind of exciting. University of Hawaii, Manoa four and O leading the way. Uh, now they still have to play Elon who is also 4-0, so they're going to clash in this last week. So how that round, how that breaks out will actually, I believe, give us a good understanding of uh, Manoa's strength, overall strength, because I haven't seen them compete anywhere else. So again, an opportunity for universities to make a name for themselves across these three leagues just by participating in one of them and fighting a, a team that's in another league that's participated very and shown very strongly. Group E, Purdue, three and O, ASU, three and one, Southern Arizona University, three and one. I think that this is falling more towards like top middle of the pack, middle of the or top of the middle of the pack in terms of competitive. Arizona State has always been competitive. SAU was show, showed us a lot in CRSL last season. Uh, 
Purdue coming out strong this season didn't really pay much attention to them last season or the season prior really so it's an interesting group and noticing that even fourth place is tied or is at two and two so the that whole group actually showed pretty well no one was falling really far behind which is good uh Kennesaw State University of Utah and RIT White so I believe RIT White is the JV squad for RIT so to see 3-0, 3-0, 3-1 for those three teams. It's a tight group and, again, shows how competitive RIT is to have a JV squad, but then the fact that KSU and Utah are on top also gives you a lot of uh, depth of where their strength is at. CSULB taking the 4-0 lead in Group G, and Humber has a chance to tie them given that they've played one last game. But Humber just hasn't been a top team to track. They've been participants, and I want to say in CRSL, they actually fell pretty hard, uh, if I recall correctly. So to see them 3-0 helps me believe that they recovered, that they found a little bit more of their groove, and that they weren't thrown off over the summer. But CSULB showing well here, despite some of their showings that we'll talk about later uh, in another league, but... It's good to see CSU will be finding some stride. Mm-hmm. Uh, gr- group H, Ohio State, Maryville, and uh, San Diego State uh, University being, f- uh, so Ohio State 4-0, no surprise there. This is the varsity squad, so they were all they were 4-1 in CR6, I believe. Uh, Maryville 3-1, and, one, and Maryville, I've said it a number of times, they are a competitive-based university program, so it's only a matter of time until you start seeing more scholarships roll out from Maryville and you start to see them pull 4-0 more often. Um, SDSU, Aztec, I'm honestly not too familiar with San Diego State, so to see them going 3-1, it's a mid-tier group with Ohio State kind of stacking the the group overall but to see maryville and sdsu do so well consistently tells you that they're they're a team to watch you can't take matches against them or with them lightly auburn orange uh, and bradley university uh, this is auburn's jv squad and the rest are rest are unknown to me so three and oh so far we'll see how their matches stack up going on Robert Morris and Texas Tech lead the way in Group J. Robert Morris, one of the founders of Collegiate Esports, one of the first, I believe they were the first to offer scholarships. So it's kind of surprising to see them at the top. They've been around competitively for the longest, but I don't know if they've really made splashes anywhere. But, and it may just be because they have five games recorded why they're on top, uh, but Texas Tech has the opportunity to pull out the 5-0 win of the group which Texas Tech is ranked 6 in CR6 so you know that they're a strong team competitively group K St. Clair has led the way 4-1 by St. Clair again another top tier team from uh, in CR6 then where is uh, Northern Arizona University also showed well in CRSL Uh, 4-0, so they have an opportunity to really uh, take it to St. Clair. Actually, sorry, I should say they have an opportunity to be ranked well in the 
single elimination tournament that's going to be the preseason playoffs that will be starting this coming week i believe the 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 week starts on wednesday so we'll we will get some playoff action from face it during the preseason so we'll start seeing more of these four no teams four and one four no five and oh three and two kind of teams participating in that and i don't believe they're actually relegating anybody out of the playoffs so that's going to be a really big playoff uh bracket but you're going to see teams float to the top really quickly and just float through that first and second rounds honestly um going 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 we've got a number of matches to go uh but i'm going <laughs> to skip some i'm going to skip some uh university of montreal and central florida no surprises there seeing them on top of their group in group m uga red no surprises here with the rest that are in their group uh leading group in at 4-0 University of Tulsa and University of Ottawa are leading Group O with MSU, Green, Michigan State. Uh, I'm surprised to see Tulsa and Ottawa up there. Like, it's weird. They're teams that I had no idea even had a Rainbow Six squad, but here they are. They're doing well. And MSU Green is, is my baseline for that. They are a good team, and they've been showing really well in CR6. So, uh, a group to watch if you're if you're watching that league group o uh florida tech and cu boulder leading the way of group p no surprises there nc state taking group q 4 and 0 is a bit of a surprise to me so i'm not i've never followed north carolina state kind of interesting to see them making a name for themselves here uh Group R is the most competitive group uh, entirely in Face It right now with Texas A&M, Bama White, University of Wisconsin White. Uh, uh, no, that's uh, University of... Uh, it is. Or is that Whitewater? It is, right? Or is that uh, Wesleyan? Western University Wesleyan. Gosh, I'm... Um. I'm losing it my is name. No, it's, you had it right. It's University, University of Wisconsin, Wisconsin Whitewater. Whitewater. Okay. So to see them two and two in this highly competitive group makes me excited to see Bama White and A&M play some more. UTA Scarlet is here as well, but I feel bad for West Texas because they're just in such um, – Okay, yeah, UW is Whitewater. Yeah, okay. Th thank you, homie. Uh, homie Migs, uh, West Texas just unfortunately in a in a stacked Texas-based uh, or primarily Southern-based uh, group is just unfortunate for them, but uh, can't hold anything against them. They'll probably show well in the playoffs, anyways. Uh, group S: Charger Blue, UAH, uh, U University of Alabama Huntsville, Charger Blue. Uh, no surprise seeing them there. I'm kind of surprised to see UC Davis in second place. Uh, just kind of one of the lesser known UC schools. Oh, West Texas is a new team. That's unfortunate for a new team to be put into that group. Yeah. But fun, I mean, fun fact: West Texas is actually the uh, the sister school to A and M. It's actually West Texas A and M University, but they're all the way up in Canyon, Texas. Gotcha. Okay, that's good context. Uh, there is nothing remarkable about Group T. 
uh, lots of low tier teams, and I expect a lot of first round outs from this team or from these groups going into the playoffs, which is unfortunate to say, but the honest truth. Uh, Virginia Tech and GCU, Grand Canyon University leading uh, Group U, three and O. Historically, two historically strong teams are too strong for these for this group. So nothing left to, left to say there. Uh, Central Central Missouri uh, had a great showing in CR six playoffs this last week, and we'll get to that. But seeing them three and O, no surprises here. Uh, there is a new school that is also three and O that. Uh, it's Fanshawe Fuel, three and oh, showing what well. Was that? I have no Fan? idea, but Fanshawe. Uh, cool to see another school making a name for themselves here. Uh, Maryland, Fanshawe. Baltimore, and Akron are three and oh in Group W, followed by University of British Columbia at three and one. I expect to see Akron pull a five and oh out of this group, honestly. UMBC and UBC have dropped games to lesser teams in other leagues. Uh, it'll be interesting to find out if UMBC versus Akron just is in a blowout. Uh, and I'm assuming that UBC's one match lost is to Akron. That would be my assumption, that's, at least. That's a, uh, that's a Canadian team, Fanshawe. They're based out of London, on Ontario. Okay. Well, there you go. Welcome to the league. Welcome to the podcast fanshawe uh mississippi state university 4-0 in group x cal state right or cal esports under right underneath them 3-0 all is right in the world and in the last group group y ut austin 3-1 just over fiu who's 3-0 so there's another match to make uh so i believe fiu will pull ahead in that once the fourth game is recorded uh assuming a 4-0 and that's face it now there's a lot going on there there's a lot going on and so the the playoffs are going to be pretty quick i imagine they i believe that starts this week uh default matches will occur on saturdays at noon so we're probably looking at data that hasn't even been updated at this point so we'll hopefully have that by monday and be able to report on how the playoffs are shaking out then or next week Let's go ahead and jump over to CR6. And Syntax, you want to take the lead here? Yeah, absolutely. So in CR6, all right, let me get my bearings here. Um, so Northeastern, um, they just cleaned up Ohio State. So they are the, the 32 seed, and they beat out the number one seed, but then fell the 16th seed um, to M MSU, who also beat out their 17th seed opponent. Um, and that was Michigan U State, U sorry. I, yeah. Michigan State University, yeah. Okay, so Michigan State um, beat out their 17th seed opponent of uh, University of Montreal, the, uh, the other Canadian team. Uh, single Elon, only top team of each group makes it out. Oh, well, that's oh. a note that's missing oh. from the Faceit website. So that's... That's really unfortunate to see that there's going to be some tiebreakers or some ties that are just going to be broken by some default time-breaking mechanic or tie-breaking mechanic. Well, it'd probably be round differential. Yeah, if that's tracked. I would be, the, would, oh, yeah. It may not be tracked. It's not public information, at least, so maybe it's tracked on the back end. But... Hmm, okay. Yeah, well... So Ohio State Gray, um, they're actually the, the, the JV squad, um, and they actually beat the Southern Division. Uh, they, they 
one the southern division um which kind of reinforces the idea that the northern division is a is a stronger team um now you have to think about how a jv squad would do against a varsity squad like akron or st Clair, or even boston university um and they might do well we never know so well, i guess we'll see and those other schools, so Akron, St. Clair, and UDIM and Boston, were the actual Northern Division teams that that JV squad should have been playing if they were put into the same league. But CR6 separated out the JV squads from participating in the same league to not give the varsity squad an up and being able to rank be ranked higher. So the JV squad was moved over to the Southern Division and just crushed it. So when you think about how the JV squad would have done against Akron St. Clair, like the, that's, it's hard to believe that they would pursue perform as well. And Northeastern, the 32 seed was the bottom of that group of that, of the, of the mm-hmm. Northern division. Northeastern was the bottom team to qualify for the playoffs and thus the bot, the 32nd seed. So Again, that just that it blows my mind to think that the JV squad dominated an entire division, the high and provided the highest round differential in the league, as well as a 5-0 uh, win in the Southern Division, just to be cleaned up by the 32nd seed team, the bottom premier team to qualify from the Northern Division. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, here's what I find interesting. Um, so UTSA, they actually lost to St. Clair, but then St. Clair immediately went and lost to a and Maroon. The reason I find this interesting is because UTSA uh, beat a and Maroon pretty handily, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. Um, and the fact that they lost to St. Clair and then Maroon or A&M Maroon went back and beat St. Clair, I don't know. I just find that really interesting. Um, considering and both A and M and UTSA were were neck and neck in the regular season, yeah, I believe um, they had a, a tied record, and uh, UTSA had a round differential seventeen, while A and M was fourteen. So they were really really close, and they would have played a lot mm-hmm. of the same opponents. Yeah, and then um, MSU that I believe that's Michigan State, right? Uh. Let's see. Yeah. Uh, yes. So or MSU no, that, that was uh, this MSU, I believe, is Miss, uh, Mississippi State. Mississippi State. Okay. Yeah. So with Ana being the the twenty fifth seed and MSU being the eighth seed, um, and then Ana beating MSU was kind of was kind of an upset for a lot of people, um, mm-hmm. and kind of a surprise. Now. Uh, and then Cal Esports um, over Boise right now, and <laughs> Joe says in his notes he doesn't know if he can take any more big upsets. <laughs> it, it, I mean, thirty-one beating one, my heart hurts. Then twenty-five beating eight and nine, that's that's huge. And I mean, it, it goes on. There's more. Like it's crazy. So yeah, sorry, my notes. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, uh, AM, so AM brought back Dow. Okay. I didn't know I didn't know Dow was still playing. He isn't Dow's is an alright player. I remember playing we I played with him a couple times. I think back when I was still playing, if I remember. Um 
he must have gotten a lot better because i mean he was okay when i was playing with him but he must have uh really hit the grindstone um let's see where am i here uh uga 12th seed uh beat georgia tech uh which is the 21st seed kind of a kind of given there if i remember yep. correctly what georgia tech is um yep. csub the fifth seed uh beat university of kentucky is the 21st seed again uh main it it's about up to expectations but csulb losing to uga um is kind of one of those matches where it was it was kind of a coin toss on who would win so i mean it is what it is yeah and it, it's still weird to try and find those power rankings and meaning in the seeds because like when when you get out of the five and O schools and you get down to because there was like five of those and so then six through 15th were probably all four and one teams from the regular season so and it's down to round differential at that point and those are the numbers could have been skewed by a forfeit they could have been skewed by just a blowout and so it's hard to really judge a team's strength just off of five regular season matches and round differential so it's it's really a toss-up when you start getting to like that 12 and 21 state but at the same time when you know that these teams have some history together university of georgia versus georgia tech you know what team is going to come out on top there so there there's there's some depth there that just needs to be understood so like csulb fifth over university of kentucky 21st yeah i believe that just because csulb has been so consistent and kentucky is relatively new but then csulb losing to uga that surprises me based off of the historical evidence between the two teams okay let's see here um purdue so purdue is actually on a on a winning streak right now uh they recently beat sam houston kennesaw um and then they're going to be playing ohio state varsity squad which is the 10th seed so uh some more depth behind that kennesaw beat out the longhorn gaming squad and then ohio state uh beat out the uh the uh the cursed uh, acronym team last week uh and iowa and by that i mean cgc uic um <laughs> uh akron is is making their way through honestly no surprise there uh ubc ubc gold and university of wisconsin whitewater uh both got beat by texas tech um and so akron is, is if i have your notes correct is akron akron's gonna be playing texas tech yeah that's in the okay. semis, best of, or round of eight. So, and that was uh, UBC Gold and Wisconsin Whitewater fell to Akron as they were making their playoff run. So, those, I mean, it's Akron. It's hard to believe that anyone can really stand in their way until you get to like the top uh, top five other teams. Just the way that they play, it's scary. They're kind of they're kind of a force to be reckoned with. They're kind of a wrecking ball all yeah. the way through. Um, so I guess we'll see how they how the other teams hold up in the finals. It'd be really interesting to see how the other teams hold mm -hmm. up. Um, Virginia Tech lost to UCSD, um, which I I would say is kind of an upset because UCSD's uh, seed twenty second and Virginia Tech is the eleventh seed. So mm -hmm. 
and then UCSD, if, if I'm reading this correctly, UCSD locks, lost to Texas Tech um, on their way through the bracket, which is also really interesting. Um, again, back to Texas Tech, um, they, they actually brought down Boston University. Um, to me, honestly, that's actually kind of surprising. Because really? Yes, because wasn't Boston University doing really well last season? Last season, yes. And where they fell in their division, let me look up for you real quick. Suing Northern. So, yeah, they were just over Northeastern. So, Northeastern was 3-2 and two with a, a round differential of 11, and they were your 32nd seed. Boston University was four and one with a round differential of nine, so they struggled to get to that. Okay, struggled to get to that four and one. It was close. It could have gone either way. Like I feel like you could probably swap Boston and Northeastern for the most part. And mm-hmm. if I'm if I'm being really honest, I know more about Northeastern. Just I know more about that club in general. But Northeastern is really pushing to be a competitive esports school. So. To me, it's not a surprise that they were a strong enough team to take out the Ohio State JV squad. But to see Boston struggle and lose to Texas Tech isn't that much of a surprise to me just because of where I value the Texas schools over some of the over some of the lower ranked uh, northern schools. Okay, that's fair. I see that. And um, yeah, that, that looks about everything there is for CR6. Yeah, and so that gets us caught up, and now we have our bracket choices to go through. We've got round of eight, MSU Green, so Michigan State University Varsity uh, ranked 16th versus A&M 25th. Who is your pick in that matchup? Let's see where I'm at here. Let me bring it up. Round of um, eight, top left corner. For the... Uh, for the f- for the final four, I have Anim Maroon is going to beat out MSU, and then right. I have UGA over Cal Esports. We're flip flopped, so we, I've got MSU over Cal, or I've got MSU over Anim, I've got Cal over UGA, and I've got MSU over Cal going into the finals. Now let me let me explain my reasoning for this. Sure. So this is this is CR six, right? Yep. If I am understanding the patterns of Maroon correctly, they are putting most of their effort into face it. Oh, now, interesting. Whether they beat MSU Green or not is kind of a coin toss. I'm kind of I'm kind of mm-hmm. on the edge about that. I went with Maroon anyways, just because I've got bias, but. Um, because of the, I have AM Maroon against UGA Red for the final four, and then I have UGA taking taking over AM Maroon for this because, like I said, I don't think AM is focusing all their efforts into CR6 as much as they are into Face It. Because if you go look at their stats for like CR6 versus their stats for Face It, they're mm-hmm. completely different. Oh, that's interesting. And I mean, we also have new information with Dow joining the squad. Uh, and if it was a su- if he was a sub that wasn't participating earlier in the CR6 season, we've got 
we've got new information and a new balance to that team. So that 25th seed, 25th seed may actually be a little bit of smoke and mirrors about the quality of the team going forward. So if A&M has played with Dow the last two weeks against MSU, so Mississippi State, who was pretty pretty clean during the season, and then St. Clair, who was also really clean during the season, playing in, a, in the highly competitive Northern Division, for A&M to have that 25th seed uh, is crazy. Uh, so, okay. Oh. I've got, I've got, we've got Chief in here. who's part of the Maroon squad. Okay. And he says, Maroon is not putting effort into face it right now. We just have an easy group. That's interesting. He says that because weren't you saying that was the most competitive group that you thought? Right. Because I mean, Bama White, Whitewater and UTA Scarlet. Like I, I put a lot of faith in UTA. Uh, Whitewater has been around for a while being competitive, making a name for themselves and then uh, Bama White, the fact that they're just three and two in that group show, tells me that they can at least hang with A&M or hang, with, uh, hang above the other teams that are there. So, I mean, and at the same time, I don't want to put too much faith in these groups because they're unseated. It's regional up to a point, and, or it's not even regional up to a point because when you have, what was it? Uh, University of Hawaii playing where are they they were I called them out because they were doing surprise uh, they were playing Elon or they're with Elon and it's just like you couldn't get much farther away between a team over on the on the mainland in Hawaii and so it, it's weird to see that we have some groups like that so I don't put much faith into these groups, but out of the ones that I saw, it was the most competitive group. He says they're really good teams, but we're better. Smiley face. Hands <laughs> down. I, I will agree to that. So if you guys aren't putting much effort into face here right now, is that only because you have an easy bracket currently? Does that mean you're going to put effort coming going forward, or are you focusing more into another into another league? I I haven't really I haven't really been talking to you guys that much this season, so I have no idea what you guys are up to. So yeah, I go while we wait for an answer for that. For that, going back to our bracket picks, you know, I I guess I might be up up a creek without a paddle by picking Michigan State, uh, given that all this information around A and M. But I, I I still think Michigan State has a real chance. They've just performed consistently well. Uh, through all of their trials and again taking over taking out northeastern means a lot in the, in that context of they beat out ohio state and they already beat out montreal which granted 17th seed montreal is a great team all the way around okay so your goal is to finish cr6 mm. and then move focus if you have time to face it okay Gotcha. I'm assuming you guys just have a busy semester then. That's okay. Yep. All right. Moving right along. Uh, I put UGA over Cal or Cal over UGA. I just have more faith in California schools than I think the Georgia region uh, and the Georgia schools. Uh, maybe I'll probably be proven wrong here, but Cal Esports, I don't feel like that they've uh, dropped the ball. I feel like they've been really consistent at hitting their stride so 
I mean, over the fact that they also beat Central of Missouri, who crushed Boulder Black last week. Now we know Boulder Black had some consistency and kind of closing out uh, issues, given that they rotated like two or three of their main players this season. But Central Missouri has turned some heads. Absolutely. So, but for Cal Esports to take that over, I'm pretty okay with that. UGA beating CSULB uh, is is quite the statement. I just think Cal Esports is going to be more consistent and be on top because CSULB has also had performance problems. Uh, well, Wanda Swan's in here. He's saying we're, we're talking smack on Georgia. I, I guess he <laughs> missed my entire last uh, conversation. He must have. He must have because you picked I him. Just, I just I just said that I was picking UGA <laughs> to go to the finals, so I don't I don't know. <laughs> you just well, Wanda Swan, you just uh, you just missed everything I said. CSU LB is washed and Cal is not good. Some strong sentiments coming from chat this week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, on the other side of the bracket, uh, we've got Purdue versus Ohio State. So number two seed versus ten. Granted, this Ohio State is actually the varsity squad. Who who do you have, Purdue or Ohio State? Um, you know, I'm going. To, I'm going to go out on a limb and say, uh, well, you know what? Let's go with OSU. Let's go with Ohio State. Just uh, I'm gonna go out on a limb. That's my pick as well. That's my pick as well. Mostly, mostly because they were in that stacked division with Akron, St. Clair, Boston, Northeastern, all of them. Like a the difference between Akron and Northeastern is still like massive, but uh. Ohio State hung in there. I believe they were four and one in their regular season. So mm -hmm. uh, they they did well, and I think Purdue in the division that they were in was just the lesser division. Let me let me make yeah, sure that it they like, were. It looks like Purdue had a, a pretty easy time going from thirty two to eight. So yeah. I can't really tell you how good they are versus the the history of Ohio State and who they played. So, I mean, um, Purdue went 5-0 and against Illinois State, University of Whitewater, Wisconsin Whitewater, CGC, UIC, uh, Iowa Gold, and Central Missouri. So, I mean, that group fell off. Or, I mean, the round differential in that group is pretty high when you look at that only one of two, three and two teams made it into um, into the playoffs. And then the rest were four and one with fairly high positive round differentials ranging from 36 to 12. Uh, I believe Purdue overall had an easier group. I mean, you look down Maryville, MTU White, so Michigan Technological, uh, Madison Red, who just kind of fell off, Bradley Braves, I, I don't know anything about them, Minnesota Gold, again, just kind of a meh team, Longhorn Gaming White, so Longhorn JV, uh, barely qualifying for um, open playoffs. Uh, minus one round differential and they still made it with a losing record even uh, UTSA B squad all the way down to G Texas Tech B squad Missouri State Baylor uh, team two like the rest of the teams who didn't qualify just 
are non-consequential teams. So I, while if you look at that Northern group or even the Gulf Coast group, there was a lot of competitive teams even that didn't make playoffs one way or another. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's see. So we both have OSU. So that's uh, we're at least in agreement there. So so far, it's the other side of the bracket that's going to make the difference for our brackets. So now here's the big question: Do you have faith in Akron holding to a tradition of winning, or do you think Texas Tech and the sixth seed will be able to turn an upset? I, any any time Akron loses, I see it as an upset. I, I I don't know how else to feel about it. Hangman over here saying people are sleeping on Purdue. I mean, we could be. We could, could be. Could be. Uh, I I and I will happily. I won't happily eat my shirt if if they win. But I mean, come on. It, it, per, round differential forty one is no joke. But we also mm-hmm. saw the Ohio State JV squad post a five and zero and round differential forty seven, and they were in the Southern Division, a weaker division by my standards, at least my opinion. And they lost to the 32nd seed from the Northern Division. Now we have uh, Purdue against a Northern Division team, a highly competitive team. I don't think they can cut mustard. You know what? For this next pick, I, I'm I'm kind of with Chief on this one. Um, I, I, I really want to see Texas Tech beat Akron. I know that Akron is kind of a just a, a massive bowling ball, and a lot of these teams are just uh, pins, and they're hitting strikes, but... I want I want I want to see a Texas team win, so I'm gonna go with Texas Tech. Well, I mean, if Akron wins here, you could have A and M be Akron. Wouldn't that be better? It would be better. <laughs> um, I would love to see A and M A and M win. Yeah, I would love to see it. But like like you said, they've got a really busy season, and they're just trying mm-hmm. to finish CR six. So. Yeah, uh, uh, it is what it is. Let me see. Uh, now I'm curious. Gulf Coast Division, Texas Tech, four and one, thirty-seven versus Akron's five and zero. Oh. Yeah, five and zero oh and thirty-two. So yeah, I mean, yeah, it's going to be a close match. I, I don't think that it'll be an easy win for Akron. I think this is going to be probably the most competitive matchup that they've had. Um, because I I do put te- like Texas Tech above teams like St. Clair and even Ohio State Scarlet. Uh, I think that's the major cutoff from the Northern Division for me. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Texas Tech definitely has a chance here. I'm going to go with Akron just because uh, the consistency, the faith from Homie Miggs a few weeks ago, ca- calling them out as potentially being better than even last season. Yeah, that's mm, that's rough. A and M versus Tech finals. I would I would love to see that. And a whole, a whole Texas finals. Yeah, I mean it's not unforeseen. It's not like impossible. But I if that happens, Texas Tech versus A and M. Texas Tech is going to wipe the floor with them. Just oh, let's let's think about this for a second. <laughs> Anon might have lost to Tech before, but now they've got Tech's secret sauce. 
So it is very possible that AM, and also they've got, a, you know, according to Migs, they've got a, 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 a star player back known as Dow. Um, so they could have a chance against Texas Tech. It's true. And I I mean, Chief put it out in, in, in chat Texas is the best siege state. Uh, I can completely believe that. Absolutely. Uh, overall, at least. But just because you're the best state doesn't mean you can beat out Canada. I'm just going to drop that right there and we'll move so right home. Yeah, Akron. Akron's not a Canadian. I thought they were. Our. I thought they were. Am I wrong there? My life is a lie if they are. Oh, Akron, Ohio. Huh. Yeah. Wait, no. Okay. I'm, yeah, cro yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. crossing St. Clair in my mind then. I thought St. Clair and Akron were competitive. Well, shoot. Now I'm even more impressed by Ohio. Ohio might be the best, st may be the best siege state. We'll have to see. Chief, you guys have a coach? Who's coaching y'all? Uh, so if we if we so we'll wait until next week to see how these matches break down. But let's get into and we'll continue chat chatting with chat as well. But CEA, I'm gonna recap real real quick through this because we want to get to your section about bans and picks. I want to make sure we have time for that. So last week, Akron beat Rutgers, so one versus eight, two and zero, oh, no big deal. Madison Red beats boulder black in an upset two to one fiu two and two oh over pennsylvania state and rit the runners up from last season lost to michigan technological university two to zero but this is a double double elimination playoffs so those teams that lost are still in it we have in the winner's bracket madison or madison fifth seed losing 2-0 to akron wrecking ball gonna wreck uh, FIU is downed by Michigan Technological University 2-0. to zero. And this is what I'm going to call the biggest upset of the playoffs so far. That Michigan Technological is doing a lot to make, make waves in the leagues that they're in. So they showed well in CR6, and to, to take on FIU is a big deal. Uh, Akron and Michigan Technological are set up for a big game i'm hoping that one's or i'm hoping i have time to watch that one streamed uh it's the one seed versus six seed but mtu is carrying a lot of that bracket weight uh in the losers bracket rutgers is knocked out uh of the tournament by cu boulder black uh boulder is going to play fiu next which cu boulder may be able to get under the skin of fiu if as mtu may have gotten in fiu's head so just beat them while they're down kick them while they're down boulder can show up like they've had some consistency problems and being able to show that they can convincingly win or win outright so i would be excited to see boulder hit a stride hit a moment with uh against fiu but fiu was the one team in crsl last season that was able to take on akron so I don't know if FIU is necessarily the best team but uh, to take on Akron, but if MTU loses to Akron, I'm going to have to put faith in FIU coming out and being able to win in that league against Akron. Uh, Pennsylvania State has also been no or had knocked out last season's runner-up, RIT, so 
Pennsylvania is still in the running, which is kind of surprising. I believe they were the seventh seed. And so they knocked out RIT, the former the runners up for last season, and they'll play Madison Red next. So fifth seed versus seventh seed. Uh, that, that one's a toss-up, absolutely a toss-up between the two. Uh, I see Madison Red pulling that one out. But Pennsylvania has done a lot of good work this season. They've they've earned a, a right to stay within Pennsylvania and if, or within the invite league uh, just by their performance so far. So even if they get knocked out, they're not going to be lo- losing their spot in the Invitational. So I'm excited to see that. And I didn't get a chance to catch up on any of the relegation matches that should be happening shortly after the playoffs. So... Uh, we'll have to see how those matchups are looking but that's all the matchups that we can cover this week and now we have a special topic based off of what syntax observed and heard after watching some pro league and then some collegiate matches so why don't you take it away yeah i mean i wouldn't really call it a special topic but it was just something that i really noticed um when it comes to the the picks and bands of the entire CEA, which I'm entire, uh, which I'm pretty sure probably carries over to CR6 as well, is probably fairly similar. Um, so, looking at CEA's um, uh, defender logs, or, or not defender logs, but uh, attacking defender ban logs, um, Mira is banned quite a bit, like almost probably over ninety percent of the time. Um, and I find it really ironic because I was the, the other day I was literally watching uh, Pro League, um, and they were talking. The casts were sitting there talking about how they never see Mira banned anymore, and that Mira isn't a very strong operator um, because of how many direct counters she has and everything. Um, and then I switched over to CR6. And the, ca- the the casters were also talking about Mira, but they were saying how Mira is such a strong operator and that she's banned all the time. So I started to think, why why would these why are they saying completely opposite things? And then I started to started to think about how people deal with Mira on the different levels. Um, Looking at Pro League, I don't know how many people in the collegiate leagues actually watch Pro League um, and how they, you know, if there is a Mira and like how they actually deal with the Mira. Um, yeah, Homie Mix is saying it's a comfort ban, but I think it, it's a waste of a ban because Mira is so easy to deal with. Um, if you have, if you even just have a Habana on your team, there goes, there goes all the Mira windows. You can just destroy all the mirror windows. If you have a Twitch that actually knows how to use their drone appropriately, there goes the there goes the mirror windows. Um, you know, if you have a if you have anyone with frag grenades that can chuck a grenade properly, there goes the mirror. So um, it just it just comes down to the players and it, mirror windows, especially in the collegiate in the at least to the to the lower level collegiate leagues. Um, Mirror's a scary operator because the moment they come around a corner and they see a mirror window, they're immediately like, oh shit, somebody's watching me. Right? Mm-hmm. But think about it. How many times have you played ranked or count or whatever, right? There's a mirror playing mirror, or there's a person playing mirror. 
how many times have you said somebody needs to be watching this mirror window and nobody is <laughs> probably quite a bit right so the chances of somebody actually being at that mirror window are actually kind of small. Um, so I think people need to be a little bit more confident when pushing mirror windows and knowing how to deal with them properly. If you can do that, there now you've just opened up a free ban for yourself, right? You don't have to you don't have to ban mirror. You can ban someone else. Um, and then also thatcher right thatch everyone's seen the whole thatcher fad come into effect um people are saying oh you know what we can deal without a thatcher or whatnot but honestly that's it's a fad like yeah thatcher is also a comfort ban but the the truth is is that is they nerf thatcher right and i don't i don't think people remember that i don't you know, I was I've been playing ranked for the past couple of days, and a lot of people are saying that like, like oh shit, I forgot that Thatcher only disables things now instead of destroying them. I would much rather I would much rather ban an operator like Maverick over Thatcher, because a good Maverick player is much more scary to deal with than an, than a, a Thatcher throwing EMPs and just disabling an electronic for a couple minutes or for a couple seconds, right? Fun um, fact, fun fact, uh, at least in the CEA regular season, five matches, Akron never banned Mira, despite seeing that, um, wait, sorry, wrong, wrong window, but still, in all of their matches, there was only one of the four matches that they played, they banned Mira, that was it. Their other opponent banned Mira, so maybe it was the fact that the other team banned it and they didn't have to. But using Akron as an extreme, just because they have held a highly, highly rated team for a number of years now, the fact that they are not banning Mira tells me that they're not worried about her. So I'm thinking about other teams, if they could work around things like comfort bans and not just rely on them to just be comfortable but rather work out their weaknesses to that operator it's compelling reason to think how much farther they could propel themselves if they weren't hamstrung by some of their own decisions mm -hmm. exactly um and honestly if if people start to figure out how easy mirror is to deal with and i think a lot of the reason that people um want to ban or want to even play Mira um is because they they like her gun, right? Yep. But the, the the fact of the matter is is Goyo is a much better operator to play. Um one, he's got the exact same he's got the exact same gun as Mira, but also his utility is a lot more uh useful than uh than mirrors is you might you know a lot of the pe people might be thinking like oh you know the shields break so easily you know mirrors mirrors broken or whatever that like no that's it's quite the opposite if you know how to place those shields properly you can you can deny some pretty heavy pushes um can't you also deny more space overall yeah yeah it's a it's a huge area denial if you know how to place the shield properly so um let's see lo looking at the other bands here 
And the, the um, band-aid that we have is specifically for CEA, so this doesn't extend out to CR6, but having the casters make that call that Mira is banned heavily tells me that it's pretty consistent across collegiate. Considering a lot of these these same teams are also playing in CR6, I would I would bet a lot of money that this that this list is almost directly mirrored to CR6. Hey, oh. I, would bet a, I, would, I would bet a ton of money. I wish you um, would have said mirrored. Mirror. <laughs> that would have been a good pun. But um, you're gonna have to work on your dad jokes. I know. I know. <laughs> there is one thing that kind of that kind of bugs me, right? When people ban Thatcher, look at this. Uh, if you look at New York Tech versus Rutgers. Mm-hmm. If this list is correct um, on how bans are made, that means one team banned Thatcher and then immediately banned Cade. Why on earth would you do that? Did they really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's yep. happened several times, too. Look at this. Two other teams, CSULB versus Arizona, ban Thatcher and then immediately ban Cade. Michigan, Pennsylvania, ban Thatcher, immediately ban Cade. Can someone, can someone in chat tell me what your your thought process is behind that? Why you think they would do that? Because that's that's a, that's a complete washout. I mean the Rutgers. Rutgers New York Tech was on coastline, or was no that was that was map one that was on Oregon or sorry reading this chat or this spreadsheet is a little difficult because they put the map one selection just after the map bands, uh so map one was Oregon where Thatcher was banned and then Cade was now Rutgers and New York Tech are not necessarily top tier teams by any stretch of the imagination. Um, but, but CSU, CSULB versus ASU. Yeah, that's the that's where the the idea that a low tier team would do that kind of falls apart. Yeah. Uh, one one. It was, a, it was and, and to answer your question, homie Migs. Um, it was none of them played on on Clubhouse. No matches were played on Clubhouse because of the glitched yeah. cave spots. Areas Cali can't get them. Well, you don't need Cali, right? You can just use Maverick. But yeah, that that those pair of bands don't make sense to me. And what I'm what I'm assuming is that they happen the way that they're listed is in order that they happened so it's not even it's not the same team making the same ban either it was so the Rutgers match example Blackbeard then Thatcher and then Cade and then Wamai so that's a really weird um progression for me no what happened so the, the how the bans go is one team bans an attacker mm -hmm. the next team bans 
an attacker. Right. And that same team bans okay. a defender, and that first team bans a defender. So, so the, the middle two, the middle yeah, two Thatcher bans. then immediately Cade. Wow, yeah. that's a weird one. Uh, that makes it even more weird. Yeah. Console, you can put a Cade under a Goyo shield and make it unreachable. Can't you just uh, use IQ or, or Zof and, and take it out? And I thought I feel our, like people how, are very creative. And how how do how does the leagues react to glitches like this? I thought glitches well, technically, technically that's not a glitch. I see. under a wait under you mean like physically underneath to where it can't even be seen like through the floor or like couldn't you just destroy the goyo shield we'll get an answer to this and then we'll probably be calling the episode a wrap because this is this has been a great episode and we covered a lot so in the canister in, blocks yeah the canister well, can't, you will, just shoot, can't you just shoot the canister and and blow up their shield and there goes the Cade. That's interesting. I mean, I feel like that's a pretty easy solution. Well, maybe you'll have to play with this and uh, talk to us next week about how it goes. I'll have to. I'll have to go into a custom game and try and recreate this and yeah. see what's going on. Because if it was really that strong of a strategy. I would think you would see it in pro league and then you would have more consistent bands. Physically can't be seen in the metal container. The shield blocks it being shot. That's what I'm saying is to take out the shield, shoot the, shoot the, the Goyo canister. We can, you can still blow up a Goyo shield regularly. Yeah, I, I want you to make this your personal mission and find an answer to this because I'm really, ex really excited to have information come back to our chatters and see if there is some way that we can help assist some of the teams that are paying attention to our podcast. That would be kind of a cool you, way to bring some value back around. You know, United was the first to do it. Hey, Homie Mix, if you know which match that was, can you like dm me on twitter or something and tell me which match that was so i can go watch it and see what's what's up with that awesome yeah let's do that but let's go and wrap up so thank you everybody in chat it was great to have your perspectives on the podcast and talk about the playoffs a little bit differently now if you made your own bracket predictions i would love to hear them so you can hit me up on twitter at warlocker call and i want to know how your picks are different than mine and syntaxes or how they align even if you don't agree why we picked what we picked i would love to have your opinion to be able to share so you can also share a voice message with us at anchor.fm slash check your six slash message and we'll get that on the podcast next week if you leave us a line so happy to hear from you happy to have you all in chat looking forward to next week's episode Hopefully once again on Saturday, but you know, Halloween takes precedence. So happy to have you all here on Sunday. If Sunday works better for you all also, 
leave that feedback for for us so that we can help cater to your consumption of our podcast we would love to have you more regularly so uh, that's it for me. You can reach out to me at pretty much everywhere on social media at Warlocker Call, cute puppy behind me. And you can also reach out to Syntax. Where can they talk to you? Um, at Syntax GG, pretty much everything. I think except except uh, Twitch. Twitch is the only one that has the underscore before the GG. There you go. All right. Well, thanks again. Thank you, Syntax, for joining me. And we will catch you all next week where we've got your back so you don't have to worry about checking your suit. See you guys. Later.